And it makes mm-hmm. me think of that movie that nobody liked with Channing Tatum and Mila Kunis that was out there called Jupiter Rising. Oh, yeah. And um, which I think also was stealing a thing from spoilers um, from Sullivan Green, where it's like, it's people, <laughs> because that's what they were doing. They were literally, Classic movie, yeah, they were harvesting Classic. a planet, turning it into this blue stuff. They'd take a naked bath in it and they would come out like, oh, I'm young again, and live for 80,000 years. I don't know. It was kind of a weird sci-fi. so miserable. <laughs> yeah. I mean, after, yeah, because. 80,000 years of this. Yeah, because your head space is going to be, well, the characters in Dune are way older than they look. Right. You know, because that's 30,000 years in the future. So mankind has evolved mentally, emotionally, like all these. That's why the characters are written the way they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, yeah, you're, you're. Your the psychic, your ability, your I mean, I don't know, man. Your Ment- capacity. Your mental state is probably very detached. I mean, you're just breeding psychopaths, I think, when you get to a certain <laughs> point. <laughs> you know? Probably. It's, yeah. So let's not make more of those. Welcome to the Nerd Brand Podcast. We're talking about the um, art of storytelling and ads. That's how I'm going to lean into that. I'm yeah, leaving, I mean, you can, I'm leaving all you can of that. Obviously, figure that out from the yeah, introductory right. conversation. Yeah, yeah, so four minutes of that will probably stay in, uh, just because it's uh, everybody's like, really? What? Why don't you guys do an episode on that? You yeah. know what? If more people will walk up to us and give us feedback, and when they see us, don't be afraid. We don't bite. Um, we might. We might. Um, but anyways, on this podcast, once upon a time, there were three men who started an ad agency in the middle of a pandemic. Oh wait, <laughs> wrong story. Um, <laughs> So to us, everything is an ad, and within every ad, there's a story to be told to promote that product, service, or cause. So let's start with storytelling. When human civilization was developing well over tens of thousands of years ago, see, it dovetails in, kind of. <laughs> um, you know, we have an intrinsic part of human culture. Storytelling was an intrinsic part. Like, that's how we have Gilgamesh, you know? That's how you have, mm-hmm. like, all these stories of, you know, in the Bible. You have the Quran. You have all these other things, right? Stories are memorable. So it's oral traditions. Mm-hmm. These weren't written. And so these stories, they were entertaining, educational, preserving the culture, communication of experiences and knowledges. Big shout-out to Michaela, by the way, <laughs> for creating this and writing this. My word. <laughs> Michaela, I wish you were here to read this, because this I like that. Um, storytelling evolved in various forms, including oral narratives. I'm going to read it as is because I like it. Mm-hmm. Written literature, theater, film, and now digital media. It continues to be a fundamental aspect of human communication and creative expression. Oh, yeah. Go, Michaela. There you go. So, she gets an A. That's the end of the episode. Yep. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Tune in next week. Yeah. She's going to craft this masterpiece, <laughs> and then the three of us are going to sit here and like talk about boogers. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. <laughs> What do you got on storytelling, Mitch? Yeah. Uh, what do you want to know? I don't know. Well, the, you know, talking about this, the first thing that came to mind to me was the the current the new ad, um, Amazon campaign, the, t- the TV campaign where it's um, mom walks into the kid's bedroom. Their two her two young boys are fighting over a toy. Mm-hmm. They're trapped in the house. You know, you got your kids. You're trapped in the house. They're getting the kids are getting each other's nerves. What do you do to fix this? She goes to Amazon. Right. And she gets them these tents for their bed. And the kids then begin, they, they start playing together. They start cooperating in their play. And it, they, you know, everybody's happy and satisfied. And there's peace in the world again. <laughs> and there's a story there. And right. that's kind of what's cool about it. it. It's telling a story. They do another one. And I can't remember exactly how it goes, but it has, they have a dog. And they love the dog. 
that when they go to work and everybody goes to school, they come home, he has destroyed everything. Why? He's bored. Mm -hmm. He's lonely. And there's the story follows through. And of course, somehow with Amazon, they find a way to resolve that situation. But there's a nice heartwarming story involved. So yeah, storytelling is very effective if, if, if done right and advertising. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, there's a thing called the hero's journey that's been around for a while. Everybody kind of, if you're involved in storytelling and trying to craft that, you probably know who Joseph Campbell is. And, um, you know, he was a 20th century American professor of literature. Um, there's 17 stages to the hero's journey and it starts with the call to adventure. And then there's a supernatural aid. So if you look at, um, Lord of the Rings, you know, you have, you know, uh, Frodo Baggins, or if you look at the Hobbit, even, I mean, they all follow this pretty closely. Um, the supernatural aid would be Gandalf. And then you have crossing the threshold. That's them leaving the mm-hmm. Shire. Um, you could have a couple of the things in between there, um, kind of going fast forwarding here, the abyss, which is like a, a death and rebirth, which they did that with Gandalf in Lord of the Rings and the two towers where he perished in the first movie and returned in the second one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and also you could also lead that into transformation, um, as well. Same things done. C.S. Lewis did the same thing with the, um, I can't remember which book, but Narnia. Narnia, the Narnia series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And then you have Atonement. And Atonement, yeah, in the Narnia series was the Atonement. Mm-hmm. And that's where uh, Aslan was sacrificed and, you know, uh, and then returns, mm-hmm. which is another stage. Now, it's at 17 stages, but those cover about seven. Right. Um, and so the return occurred. And it wasn't a, it wasn't, it's not a coincidence that the third movie in Lord of the Rings is called Return of the King. <laughs> Um, so, you know, everything about the hero's journey is, is, is there now it kind of get boiled down to like 12 stages. And I think Christopher Volger did, or Walt Vogler did that. He was a Disney screenwriter, um, which is why you see that a lot in Disney films. If you spot that journey, you can almost, um, it's almost like a tempo. You can kind of beat a drum to it when you watch, um, uh, maybe not Disney films now because everybody has seen secret wars on streaming, not going well. Secret wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Never yeah. mind. Sorry. I had a brain I don't fart. know. They should have just called it Nick Fury and been like, cool, Nick Fury series. But then, I don't know. Anyways, moving on. Um, <laughs> the the whole thing is, like, important to kind of remember. Like, I can remember Lord of the Rings very well because of that. It adhered very yeah, closely to structure. this. Yeah, yeah, it's a structure. You just have to have it. Well, it, it the, the beauty of that structure is that it, it causes pe- It gives people the ability to invest in the story. They become invested in it because you... You're, you're making people, you have to introduce the characters in a way that makes them sympathetic. Mm-hmm. You have to have, scenario, have a scenario that they, they can relate to. And you have to draw them in emotionally in a way that they want to, they're, they're engaged and they want to see it follow the story, follow through. That's, that's the beauty of the way of, of that structure. It, it accomplishes all of those things if, if applied correctly. Yeah. I mean, John, you're kind of sitting there quiet, and I don't know if you're just taking it all in. Or I'm just taking in Mitch's Mitch's uh, pontification. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know that this is not. You're not necessarily a nerd in the sense of following these kinds of movies. I don't even know if you've mm-hmm. seen some of these movies. Or even non Lord non, of the Rings. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with it. Non-genre movies follow this. I mean, yeah. any kind of good storytelling to some degree uses aspects of the hero's journey to tell the story. Yeah. Most of the time. Most of the mm-hmm. time. 
I know that you're a fan of like movies that kind of adhere to like, oh, there was a true story related to this, like the big short, for example. And that Into know. the Wild is kind of like mm-hmm. uh, probably my, my favorite movie that I'll watch. And there's definitely kind of the, a lot of adventure in that. There's a lot of, you know, persistence and overcoming. And there's a, obviously a central main character that's there's a pursuit. Kind of the hero. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's probably in just about everything if you look hard enough. Yeah, that's why we do movie quotes in the middle of conversations is either jokes or whatever is because mm-hmm. we have latched onto that. Like, you know, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. You know? I mean, there's that. <laughs> Perfect example. Um, there's Very sophisticated. Yeah, Very. sophisticated movies only here, in please. Its, in its own way, it really is. Yeah, yeah. it is. Um, and then you have, like, you know, hot fuzz, you know. I mean, every line coming from timothy dalton is gold uh it just is um we have killer prices at the store you know and you're just like i mean you couldn't like there's a thing called foreshadowing right and that movie does it really well while giving you the hero's journey which is sergeant angle and that's how they say his name mm-hmm. you know like oh, that's sergeant angle have you seen him you know <laughs> it's a great movie um, and it gives you a feeling, too, in that movie of movement in the story. Like Indiana Jones would do a map with a red dot or red right, line. Right. And then you have music playing, and it kind of gives you this feeling of we're going from this place over to here. They do it in a very unique way. Edgar Wright does it in a way that actually is so much better to me because it's cut scenes, and you still feel like he's moving and traveling from London to the countryside. Right. Um, and so, but that, that gives you a sense that the hero is going through a change, that there's a new, you know, evolution happening here, um, mm-hmm. and, and visually, you know? So, but, uh, I think anyways, it's easy yeah. to see in movies and stuff like that, but you bring back, you know, the Amazon campaigns and examples. I'm sure there's a million oh, of those yeah, if we had thought harder yeah, and yeah. been a little more prepared. But the interesting thing with that one is, cause we've talked about this in the past, we've had past episodes on this probably. I don't know. I know we did one with Matt, uh, probably episode 70, somewhere around in that ballpark. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was a while back. Ages ago. But the big focus when you're using this concept within branding and marketing is to make the customer the hero. Exactly. And I thought that was interesting that mm-hmm. Amazon sort of did that, but they actually, in, in the way, that, at least I haven't seen the spots. So in the way you describe them, it's almost like Amazon is actually the hero. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're delivering and, the solution. Well, and in a way, that's, I mean, you want that in yeah. a way. But, Harken back to what you said, the the subject, the mom is the hero, mm-hmm. but she was enabled to be a hero, right? By Amazon. There's an old commercial you guys are too young to remember, but I remember it vividly. It was a McDonald's commercial, and it was one of the best commercials they've ever done, and they've never done anything like it since. And th- it was in the 70s. You know, we were in the midst of you know the gas shortages, a recession, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff, and the guy goes into McDonald's. And he walks the counter and he, and, and you know, there's no, you just hear the dialogue and there's a little bit of music in the background and he, and he places his order. He goes in and he goes, this, this, I want, you know, give me, give me, give me a cheeseburger, a order of fries and a Coke. And he comes in and he, and he, they give him the order and he pays and he goes to walk out and she goes, sir, sir, your change. And the, the, the payoff was you got change coming back. Mm-hmm. You get all this great food. And hey, oh by the way, you got change coming, right? And they, and then you know, as he's he's in the car, and there's another little thing that's always been it's it's kind of a it's it's a thing, it's like a meme for McDonald's, and that is, you get your carryout order from McDonald's, and you get in the car, and you're grabbing home. What are you doing? You're reaching the bag, and you're getting fries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he's doing that. 
mm-hmm. while he's in the car. It just so perfectly encapsulated, number mm-hmm. one, look, we know you're on a budget. We know money is important to you. There's value. Mm-hmm. But then it also <clears throat> had that emotional attachment yeah, of, of that, that, mm-hmm. that experience at the time was unique to McDonald's. Getting fries out of the bag as you're on your way home to go home and mm-hmm. eat your your cheeseburger. It's one yeah. of the. It's, it may be on YouTube. I, I heartily encourage anybody to go look for it. It's just. It's one of the most well crafted, story oriented commercials about that gives you fully the feel, flavor, benefit of the brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they've never done anything like it since. I mean, I yeah. Do you guys eat the fries of other restaurants out of the bag as you're driving home? Just curious. Uh, it's yeah. No. I mean, I, I not do. Really? I not do. as much. No, I, will, I will. I mean, but... I mean, I will. I'm not <laughs> I, I, I probably do. Um, but no, I mean, you're, you're automatically going to do because it. Because McDonald's, McDonald's, like, you're not going to turn that down. No. That's that's part of the experience. Right. Yeah. I don't do that as much. You know, you go to Dairy Queen, I'm not, like, hankering to get the fries. Mm. <laughs> we, could yeah. do a whole, we could do a whole podcast on French, on fast food French fries and who are the best oh, yeah. and who aren't. The history of yeah. fries. Well, I'm trying to, like... Not, I've changed my diet, so potatoes are like a thing I got to get my head around because, you know, I may be having to go at least partially vegan because of, you know, life. Anyway, <laughs> there's a thing like uh, Mitchell, well, you, you'll both know this. You both play guitar, um, you know, like trigger finger, like mm-hmm. you can see my pinky and kind of how it like kind of sticks. And that's kind of important. Yeah, your dexterity is way better than mine. I it's not as good as it should be. I, I, had I wish to, this was on video. I had Actually, to play... Yeah, I had to play mostly with what I had to work with because this pinky would jam up mm-hmm. and I couldn't get to certain things. So I had to play very differently. And maybe that's just a thing, you know, you play as you play, right? But I found out from Varka, who was on our show, when talking about, you know, AI and everything, he said a lot of that comes from eating potatoes. <laughs> what? Yeah. I might have to look it up now. He plays guitar too. And he was like, I cut it out. He said, I, I stopped eating that. And he said, the next thing I know, he said, my wrist and my knuckles and fingers, like I was, I had more dexterity and, and it was easier. Mm. And I thought you that don't was really fascinating. need to play guitar. Well, do uh, <laughs> what? Fingers. Yeah. You don't Tony Iommi does it. <laughs> Black Sabbath. He had some of his fingers cut off in some kind yeah. of factory issue. And yeah. Yeah. He seems to have done okay. For all right. Yeah. Well, it kind of like what kind of like playing, I guess you're doing, if you're just doing power chords all the time instead of actual like, well, yeah, yeah. Melody. Anyhow, that's an extra for everybody out there. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So for anybody that wants to go down memory lane, um, yeah, thank you, Mitch, for bringing up McDonald's. But there's other brands, Patagonia, Dove, Nike, Airbnb. Like, um, there's there's some brands that get it right and some that don't. You can see that. It's obvious. It's always funny, though. The medium always comes down to video. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, well, you, I mean, back when, I mean, radio used to, I mean, I can't think of one that comes to mind to me a bit. That's one of the beauties to me of, of audio advertising was that theater of the mind. Right. It, some people see it as a detriment, but no, no. When you, when you can rely on the customer's imagination to tell part of the story for you, all you've got to know is the right words and tones to create that atmosphere. And I, mm-hmm. I, I've always thought it was a magnificent way to tell a story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, that'll conclude this episode of the Nerdbrand Podcast. If you have any questions or any like stories that you'd like to tell, uh, again, look us up, find us. Um, myself, Mitch, others, like we're we're pretty accessible folks. Uh, run up to us, grab, say, "Hey, I got a story. What do you think about this ad? Do you remember this? And yeah, do you remember this? Yeah. And uh, we'll tell you. I'm whether accessible. Or not we do. You didn't leave. You didn't put me in there. I'm accessible. You're accessible, but you know. <laughs> 
My address but, is everywhere. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Come on down. Yeah. Knock on the attic door. Yeah. If you're like, if you're going to like comment on social media and there's a response, that's John. Uh, <laughs> Most likely. But uh, yeah, thank you for listening. You can find us on Apple, Google, all the places you want to listen to podcasts. Uh, you can find us at nerdbrandagency.com slash podcast. We like to go there and listen to it. We have a lot of folks that like to do that. Um, and we will catch you on the next episode coming up talking about the evolution of advertising jingles. So we'll see you then. Keep your nerve brand strong. Did you know everything is an ad? What do you mean? All expressions related to a brand are an ad. You just blew my mind. Yeah, don't let overthought advertising strategies get you down. Just have your why and a budget and leave the rest to the nerds. To chime in on all the latest branding and advertising pointers, listen to the Nerd Brand Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more.